Hi, I'm Mant. And I'm her mom. And this is Mom Mant Books and Booze. This is the book club you have been looking for. Just a mother-daughter duo who enjoy reading and talking about books over drinks. We read the same books but have different outlooks. Come join us as we open a book, open a bottle, and open our minds. Thank you for joining Mom, Map Books, and Booze. Before we begin our episodes on the book, The Midnight Library by Matt Haig, we want you to know that this book addresses the topic of suicide. If you or anyone you know has suicidal thoughts, please call the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hi, Matt. How are you today? I'm actually good. I hope you are. I am. I'm so excited to be here and start our next book. I know our second book for our podcast. I can't believe it. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe it. We're already on our second book. It feels like yesterday, this was just an idea that we were talking about. And wow, we can't thank our listeners enough because it has been so well received and thank you for all your kind thoughts and your wonderful emails. We really do appreciate it. We really, really do. And um, we're going into kind of a, a deep, different kind of book. I, I have to say that when Samantha picked this book, this was her choice. Um, I was like, okay, but this book has a lot to talk about and a lot to think about. This and book it's so be- good. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. And like the, like you said, the description is one that you just kind of make a weird face and go, hmm, okay, well, mm-hmm. let's see where this goes. Um, because it is more, um, fan- not fantasy, but more, um, I don't know the word for it, but it's. Right, it's, it's not science fictiony. It's yeah. science fictiony but not really not like really. it's kind of it's just a different book but it's it's a very good book I love the layout of it it's very again like it makes you think yeah. um and it has great character development we saw that in where the crawdads sing and now we see it a little bit more and we see it by a different writer so that's really nice for us is to explore different genres and writers and books and booze and <laughs> well speaking of booze the uh the first drink we're getting started with is whoo quite a drink it is how you always used to say it will put hair on your chest it will do that it's our personal fish bowl and i have to say it is very tasty it is it is and it's a cute little thing um ours look very different um i don't think i put as much blue in that mine yes Mine is like a um, fake pond blue. I like to, that's how I like to explain it. Um, and mine's more of an aquarium fish. <laughs> yours is more of a watered down aquarium. <laughs> exactly. Because when you hear all the liquor that's in it. Oh my gosh. Um, it you is. have vodka, peach schnapps, coconut rum, blue raspberry vodka two ounces of lemon lime soda that like that does anything (laughs) 
spoon, some nerds candy at the bottom, and a Swedish fish candy for for fun. Yeah, and I funny thing, I bought the nerds candy to do this drink. And I'll just say I ate them before I could make the drink. I was so <laughs> I excited. Did love nerds. <laughs> so excited about the nerds. I was like, oh my gosh, my personal fishbowl is gonna be so cute. And then I was like, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, so hopefully your personal fishbowl has the nerds candy at the bottom <laughs> but if it doesn't we don't judge so mm -hmm. i hope you enjoy this um drink it really is tasty oh yeah it, and you could definitely mix up the flavors and not use coconut if you're not a big coconut fan um i know there are people that don't like that but you could put like orange like keep up the tropical like fishbowl yes. theme um because i think the raspberry is a nice little touch i think the like an orange would be a nice touch mm -hmm. the peach nice touch uh, the peach was perfect yes 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 i i like peach and things i never crave it but i want it sometimes i know i like it i like yeah. it a lot all right so enjoy your fishbowl as we start talking about the midnight library by matt Haig. Woo! wow i mean this this book dives in and I'll be honest, I used to never read the prologue. I really didn't. But you have to. I I realized this, that I have to read the prologue. And this one is so good. It already introduces where we are. And we're in Bedford with Nora, which is our main character, huh? um, and Miss Elm, which we'll realize is a huge character or a version of a character. Uh -huh. Because, you know, when you read it, it's not Miss Elm, but it's what she needed. The yes, librarian. She represents. And there's there's a sentence in the prologue that really has it hit me. And I keep thinking about it as she goes through this book. And it's um Miss Elm keeps telling Nora that she could be anything she wants to be. Mm -hmm. And when I looked back at the prologue, you know, getting ready for this podcast, I thought about how many times we say that to kids, you can be anything you want. Oh, uh -huh. And how much pressure mm -hmm. that has to put on a kid. You can be anything you want. Give you them. Want to be. And I exactly. think as, as we read this book, we're going to see that that plays with Nora. Mm -hmm. You know, she, figuring out what she wants to be and it, it, in the prologue someone tells her that yeah and, and what happens after that so um yeah you gotta read the prologue I know I know it's I'm learning important. I'm learning this podcast <laughs> is not just for our listeners I am learning through it oh, but, but that, that same theme goes through where um they talk about she she's told she's meant for better things mm -hmm. that's a ton of pressure and you yes. know she's supposed to be in high school and that's a ton of pressure it is insane to think that you have to choose a career when, when you're in high school when yeah. you're not even an adult yet or considered an adult yet um and there's no guidance you can yeah. tell, you can tell a kid, oh, you would be a great zookeeper. And then when they're 18, they find out they're scared of animals. Like, you know, do you know what I've started asking kids instead of what do you want to be when you grow up? What? 
I've started asking kids, even college students, what problem do you want to solve when you grow up? Oh, I like that. That opens up to all kinds of career paths and things. Yeah. What problem do you want to solve? And um, I'm not sure Nora was quite ready for that question, but um, no, I think she was in, she was definitely in the now. Like what is happening in my life now? And bless her heart. In the first ch chapter, her cat dies. Oh my gosh, I know. And like, <laughs> and the funny thing is, she thought at, as Ash, who was the attractive surgeon neighbor, uh -huh. um, walks up, she's like, "Oh my gosh, she's gonna ask me out again, and I'm gonna have to figure out um, how to turn him down." And oh, this is uh -huh. awful. And then he tells her, "Her cat dies." Well, and then that, that's where we first get a hint of where her mind is right now mm -hmm. because she sees the cat and she feels sadness, but there's also a little bit of envy mm -hmm. lying there so peacefully. Mm -hmm. And you start to see where her mind is and, and what you, she's thinking. Yeah. And you, and these, this book is kind of. Um, and why we did the warning at the beginning is it's counting down to her death. So the first chapter tells us you are 27 hours before Nora will decide to die. Yes. And again, we're not giving this, anything away yet. So, no. Um, it, that she decides she wants to die. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and then after her cat dies, she's late for work. So everything's just piling on. She's late for work and she, her boss, oh my gosh, I hated her boss because he gives this speech that tells her why is she even working here? She thinks she, again, she's meant for bigger things mm -hmm. than this. Mm -hmm. Again, this brings up that everybody's telling her you aren't supposed to be where you're yeah. are, where you yeah. are. Yeah. You're not doing the right things with your life and everybody's kind of, yeah, bless her. And then he says, but you're off putting to customers because you're so sad. Yeah. And, and she that, has panic attacks. And yes. And that breaks my heart because he's, he, he kind of tried to, you know, the whole sandwich thing, give you a compliment, hit you with the bad <laughs> news, try to cover it up. Uh -huh. um, and he, it seemed like he cared for Nora a little bit at the beginning, but then cared too much about his work and he fired her and he fired her and he so, fired her so her cat dies he fi she's fired from her job and then i mean it just piles and piles up yeah. and then, i you mean know, you know i have i always read these things like a mama and <laughs> i just want her to call her mama or i want her mama to call her real quick mm-hmm because she's having a bad day and it just keeps getting worse. And it does. And then, I mean, you meet so many people in these first few chapters um, that are like essential to her life. You know, yes. her, cat, her cat was very essential. Uh -huh. Ash, Ash was pretty essential because it was someone who asked her out for coffee. Yep. Her boss, her job. And then we talk about her ex-fiance. She was gonna get married and she backed out. Yeah. Oh Dan, she backed out on him. She backed out two days before the wedding. Well, and you know, she was she was in a band. Mm-hmm. And she left it. And then because 
kind of because she left the band, the other band members' lives didn't go oh, as yeah. Well. So she's got that on her. Um, they were just about to make that big record deal or traveling deal. And, and um, she decided she couldn't do it. And so she was then. Panic attacks. What were they expecting? Yeah. And so one of the band members had to take a job in IT. Um, and one. That was her brother. Joe had to take a job in yeah. IT. Her yeah. brother. Yeah. And that her other friend plays small gigs, but is broke. And, and she ran like into her. him and she ran into him and he was just so nasty saying that it was her fault and blamed her for this and that like your life would have been so much better. We'd had a record deal. We'd have been big, big, big artist. Um, and like they could have been, but that's, I mean, you can't ask someone to get over panic attacks, right? What's the point well, of having a life like that if you, you know, can't enjoy it? Well, and then she, you know, walks by her neighbor and her neighbor says he doesn't, um, he doesn't need her to pick up his medicine anymore. And then um, someone calls and tells her that, you know, she didn't show up for um, a music lesson for her son. Mm -hmm. so she doesn't like music anymore anyway. So she's getting all these mixed messages like, you could be so much more. And then, but we don't need you. We don't need you. We don't need, you know. Yeah. And like, her and, like cat and her cat died. It all started with her cat dying. And her neighbor, I love the line that informs her of good news. Like he thought he was helping her saying like, you don't need to pick oh, up yeah. my medicine anymore. And he thought it was great news, but to her, it made her feel like she could be tossed away and nobody would need her. Yeah. And she doesn't feel needed anymore. And yeah. I think, I think that was a big turning point because she felt needed by someone. Uh -huh. That last person was gone. Yeah. And I think seeing that she couldn't even have a cat messed with her, seeing that empty bowl when she walked right when she yeah. walked in, she just. I mean, she gave up. So, so. she leaves the, the voicemail for her brother mm -hmm. and a suicide note to whoever. Whoever. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's some intense six chapters. Like that is some intense six chapters. And you, you just feel for like, you, what else? In this girl and if you think about the prologue she got some bad news that when she was younger that we don't even know what that is yet yeah so we know this has not been just a day thing yeah this has been mm -hmm. kind of building for her that and we don't know you know when her panic attacks actually started yeah exactly but it's just kind of steamrolling on her and i just you just feel for her through these first couple ep episodes these yeah. couple <laughs> chapters brain um and then it strikes midnight and she starts you know this is where it gets at the beginning you think it's a book that you're like oh my gosh we're going through this life of this girl and like dealing with this and then it becomes the reason we make a face and are like huh what's this about what is happening here <laughs> um because she ends up in a library 
And the description of the library is so amazing because they talk about mist and it's engulfed and all she sees is a building and it's full to the brim of unlabeled books and yes. like endless, endless rows. Like the description is so amazing. Um, and I love how all the colors are in different shades of green. Like I thought, I like, I was like, huh, okay. Different shades of green. All right. Um, and then Miss I, I have to, I have to say, that mm -hmm. since, since we've started this podcast, mm -hmm. when I'm rereading these books and reading them to, you know, think about our podcast, I went through everything I could think about with green. Like, what's the significance? Yes. Because I feel like there is. Um, I don't know if it's about growth or, you know, newly it's new growth. Um, and it may, it may turn out to be nothing it but might just be green <laughs> I was thinking about green um, but it's so funny that's just like the green lights on like the great Gatsby yeah it's just know. green it's just green it's just green I um, want I want the author to say it's just a green book I like the color green <laughs> there is no reason for the green <laughs> you know but we then probably, there is we probably make authors smarter you know, because we yes. we really dive oh. in and want everything to be something. Well, like, isn't it Mark Twain at the beginning of maybe Tom Sawyer? I'm not sure which book where he says anyone who seeks to find meaning in this book, like, oh, yeah. just read the book. Just read the book. Yes, yes, yes. I remember we point that out to our English teacher. Uh -huh. Anyway, back to our book. <laughs> There's also the woman there that either is or resembles Mrs. Elm. Yes, and she can't decide. And that's when Nora remembers her. Yes. And we find out what the bad news was. Yeah. Her, her dad had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. In high school. And like very like out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So we start to see where her life kind of changed. Yeah, and I think that was a turning point, and that's why it was in the prologue. It was a turning point in her life, and it was where everything was based off that. That's why we're in the library. That's why we have Miss Elm, you know. <laughs> that's and, where that memory start, you know, mm -hmm. or where her life kind of went. And, yeah, exactly. Um, so Miss Miss Elm explains the Midnight Library is that space between life and death. Yes. Wow. Wow. And, it, and like how every book in this library transports her to a life from a certain decision. So it's endless because, and she explains this, it's, we have endless amounts of books because one decision can change your whole lifespan. You choosing to wear a red dress rather than a black dress. You choosing to um, go down one road than the other. And oh, things that are dramatic. Your dad and I talk about it all the time, how uh -huh. one decision can change someone's life. And even how your dad and I met. Mm -hmm. My friend and I were at the beach. We were going to get barbecue. We were headed to a barbecue place at the beach. And all of a sudden I said, you know what? I'm really feeling pizza. Yeah. And she said, okay. And we turned into the pizza hut and that's where I met your dad. 
And we, me and my, and Ben talk about it all the time, my husband and say like, oh man, I really like, sometimes I'm like, I really wish I hadn't dated, um, my, an ex or something. And he's like, but you might've been dating someone else when we met and then we wouldn't have dated. And he, we talked, I was like, do you wish you ever went to like, he wanted to go to California for school. And he's like, no, because I wouldn't have met you. Like, you know, like there's everything so many. is a path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even the girl that I was with at the beach, when I met your dad, mm-hmm. I met her because I dated someone else. I dated someone and she was dating his brother. Yes. Yes. And we all broke up and then she and I stayed friends. And, that, so, and you that's can't, insane. Yeah. You can't second guess things, but and to think that there's a library where, oh, if you, ha- if I had had barbecue. Yeah. You would have been somewhere time. else. Yeah. Exactly. If I had, you know, like me and my husband met at work, you know, if he wasn't hired, uh-huh. he was actually a backup. He wasn't hired wow. right out. See? He was a backup. But if I, I had barbecue, you wouldn't have even been here. I know. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? If, I'm so, so glad you like pizza. I'm so glad you like pizza. <laughs> You're going to look at pizza really, <laughs> aren't you? Um, but yeah. it was cool because not everybody's. So I've been explaining this book to people as an explanation of purgatory. Now, that might not be your explanation, and that's fine. But everyone's. Midnight library is different. It might not be a library. It might be a park with dozens of flowers, you know, Um, but hers is a library because that's where she felt comfortable. Yes. It's all about comfort. And that's why someone who looks like Miss Elm or Miss Elm herself is there because she was a comfort. She was a confidant when she had her life you know, change. Turned upside down. Yes. Yes. Now, all of the books are green, except for one, Mm -hmm. Mm. and it's gray. Don't touch this book. It is the book of regret, which records every regret that Nora had ever had. In her entire life. In her entire life. And this is a powerful book. Mm. Uh, and I think you can go down a rabbit hole with regrets. Oh, I yeah. Did have. Oh, oh, yeah. What if I hadn't? And you do that every day. You oh, like this yeah. book, this book and rereading this book and revisiting this book made me think like, man, I do this every day. Mm-hmm. I say, man, what if I had waken up 10, 15 minutes early? I might not have been in a rush you know, or what if I hadn't gone to the beach or, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and that's, you can't change it. No, but but it still gets you. And, um, Mrs. Elm explains that it is a heavy book. Um, Mm -hmm. and so she has to, she, she cautions her about that book. Oh yeah. Um, because that's way different. A regret is way different than making a different decision yeah regret is re- thinking about a decision you made and questioning what led you to that decision yeah. and what happened because you made that decision mm-hmm. like, um 
interesting library. And it's interesting to see like she was like getting overwhelmed by her regret. You know, she physically was feeling it. Uh-huh. And Miss Elm was like, all right, let's close the book. Yeah. Regret is something that you cannot control. Mm-hmm. She's like, you're not in that space right now to dis- discuss your regrets. Yeah, let's, let's pick, a, book. Let's let's pick, pick a, a green book. Green is good yeah. in this case. Green that's, means go. Yes. Yeah. That's what the green means. <laughs> I like her warning. You can stay as long as you like in each life. But if she loses the will to carry on while Mm -hmm. she is between lives, she will truly die. So she is not dead. Mm -mm. She's between worlds. Yep. She hasn't decided, like truly decided. Which And she can stay as long as she wants in that world. But as she's, as I guess as she's changing worlds, yeah, she has to. She has to really. And we didn't talk about this, but um, something that's important is the clock is zero 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 zero. Like mm-hmm. it's midnight, mm-hmm. perfectly no seconds, and it does not move from that time. Yeah, in this midnight library, it will stay midnight until she decides. Until as yeah. soon as that clock starts moving. She needs to do something. Yeah. Life or not life is moving on. Now, I love the structure of this book. I'm a big person on structure and it's story after story after story. And I love that. I've loved that on game shows. I've loved that in movies. I, I think that's why I like, you know, Hunger Games is because, you know, um, the second Hunger Games is one of my favorite because there was a clock. I love the times of things like- happening. And you yes. have always, for our listeners, <laughs> Matt has always been very particular about time. So if I ask her to do something and it yeah. happened to be, let's say 927, <laughs> she would have to wait until 930 mm-hmm. or 945. Mm-hmm. Like she could not do it on a time that was off. Oh. Yeah, it had to be a specific time. Yep, and I still do that. I <laughs> still do that to that day. But like if I'm um, taking a break, I'm like, okay, I'll come back at nine fifteen. Now I w- I've been working on it, but if it goes past nine fifteen, I'm like, all right, I gotta wait till nine twenty. Like <laughs> I just keep on adding, and that is a bad procrastination tool. That is a bad procrastination tool. Man. but oh. things, but things like this that are structured and like. Like this is what's happening here. And we get we get all these different stories with this book in one book. So it's very interesting with the character development of Nora, but we get so many different cool stories. Yes. Yes. And she learns a lot about herself on yeah. this journey. Yes. So our first journey is um to where she ends up with Dan. Yes. You know, Dan is, if you remember her ex-fiance that she left two days before their wedding, and he had a dream of owning a pub um, in, what was it, Ireland? I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah, something like that. But he, um, and she's transported to the pub called the Three Horseshoes. Yeah, and he's her husband, and she has a cat named Voltaire. 
Yep, but looks different. Yes. I think that was a key. It wasn't an orange cat. You know, it was a different looking cat. But she knew by the name. And she's mm-hmm. also still friends with Izzy. Yes, we, we, haven't br- we haven't brought up Izzy too much, but Izzy is her old best friend that moved to Australia. So she is actually talking to Izzy because she did text Izzy on the day she decided to die and she didn't reply. So yeah. it made her happy that she was replying to her. They had like inside jokes, you know, uh-huh. about whales and like Australia and Izzy wasn't mad at her anymore, you know? Uh-huh. So it was nice to see something happy from this decision in this life. And and it's it's interesting that, you know, she's in this in this version of her life she thought maybe she had missed Dan and that maybe if she had married Dan, that everything would have been better and Mm -hmm. her life would have been better. But she very quickly starts to remember the things about Dan that, Oh yeah. I don't like this so much. Mm. And I think oftentimes when we look back at things, we romanticize how they were. Uh Uh-huh. Just because everything else isn't. Go back. Mm -hmm. Or what if I had, you know, and I think, she's getting this opportunity to go back and maybe take off those rose colored glasses and say, Hmm, I remember I didn't like that. Yeah. yeah. And rose colored glasses. If you didn't know oh, a timer, um, <laughs> but uh, rose colored glasses are when you are in so in love that you do not see what doesn't need to be seen and what you don't want to uh-huh. see. Um, so she's really having this chance to go back and look at it clear-headed. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. But he was very arrogant. He disliked music, her music career. Yeah. She wanted to do. Um, and he just, and she compares that, like, maybe he was the reason I left the band. Yes, he was against it. Right. Right. And he was just very, he was very standoffish. Like they had a life. Yes, she was with him. Woo. Yeah. It was very like, all right, I've reached my goals, but I don't know how much a part of you, like you are a part of my goals. Right. And I think, I think she, she learned what I hope a lot of young people learn that someone who wants you to give up your hopes and dreams for them, mm-hmm. it's probably not the path. They need mm-hmm. a different green book somewhere. Oh, yeah. And that's going to be my new it, thing. No, you're going to be in a green book. You, you need <laughs> to choose a different green book. Let's, <laughs> let's move down the row. Um, and this was a very quick story. When, at the beginning, I thought, oh, my gosh, she's already found the life she wanted. You know, but then... Uh-huh things start tumbling and she sees Dan drinks a lot uh-huh. and that he was unfaithful. Yeah. He cheated on her. Yeah. And yep. that, mm, that, I mean, that's a deal breaker for me. That, that's like, a deal breaker. And I think she realizes, hmm. All yeah. right. One regret down. I don't regret that no more. Yeah, I'm going back to the library. And yep. so she, bounces back to the library and then her next her next regret the next book she chooses 
is the reality where Voltaire is an indoor cat. Oh, the littlest things. Again, like the littlest decisions can change everything. But when she gets to that spot, she goes looking for Voltaire and he is dead under her bed. Already. Already. He had a heart attack or some kind yes. of heart condition heart condition and that killed him mm-hmm. when she gets back to the library Michelle she's like what the heck yeah she was like he left because he didn't want to die in the house yeah miss Anne told like, told her like voltaire was gonna die yeah no matter what and you were you gave him such an amazing life for what he had and he really didn't want you to see him die yeah and Nora said why did you let me go back when you know and she said well you thought you were a bad cat owner sometimes the only way to learn is to live yeah you had to experience it you had to find that no matter what your decision and your regrets uh-huh. are it was going to happen some think, things are think, like that and I think that sometimes people suffer in the world mm-hmm. because they really do believe that their decisions are change everything in the world. Yeah. Like they put that weight on them or yes, feel that importance in their life. And sometimes it has nothing to do with you. Yep. Yeah. You did everything yeah. you were supposed to do. Yep. You did everything you were supposed to do. You made that cat's life amazing. Yes. Yes. So. And then, I mean, that was very short, but very significant moment because that was the starting moment of her terrible day. But then she realized I'm not, I wasn't a terrible pet owner. Yeah, that wasn't my fault. So So we're starting to get confidence. And I'm hoping she's feeling a little bit lighter for a minute. Um, Yes, absolutely. So um, then the next life she goes, to Australia to live with Izzy, her best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we see how that unfolds. And she and has a message from Dan and Dan's still in the picture somehow in, in her life. Yeah. And she's swimming every day. And like, yeah. it's interesting though, that she goes into these worlds and she has no memory of anything. She has to figure out where she lives. She has to figure yeah. out like, what her normal schedule is and I thought that was an interesting take because you think I guess you couldn't put any memories in her because then it would affect how she feels like she is a new person right Um, so that's interesting even has to look in her emails to see what her address is yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and then she gets there and Izzy's not there yeah Nora uh, Jojo is Mm -hmm. there she doesn't know her and she finds out that Izzy died in a car crash like a month after they arrived yeah Australia together so I think it's interesting where these where these books place her like why didn't that book place her the month before Izzy died Mm -hmm. when they first got to Australia to experience it with Izzy but then I think the book I mean I'm gonna say like a character the book was trying to show her you got stuck in Australia like Miss Elm tells her you were depressed or she was you were depressed and you got stuck there 
Yeah. And you made a decision based on someone else's want. Yes. Like this was not what you wanted. Yes. And, and again, she's back to, you have to live it. Like you've realized now Australia is not what you wanted and it is not where you want to be. So even if you go with Izzy, guess what? It's not where you wanted to be. Yeah. It's not what you wanted. Yeah. And so that leaves, that's the end of this section. Yeah. Right. Isn't that the end of this section? I think so. But well, we, get, we get reason, to the, we got to talk about the reason we talk, got the fishbowl. Yeah. We talk about the fishbowl for sure. And it was because of, you know, the, and one of the chapters is called fish tank. Yes, and, fish tank. you know, this she realizes, yeah. And she realizes that she was, you know, stuck. Yeah, because fish get depressed. Yeah. If they don't have stimulation, they get depressed. Mm -hmm. And then they're just floating in a tank. Yep. It's and so have stimulation while you're drinking this drink. That's why yes. we, you know, something to do with this book club. Listen to the podcast. Um, you know, you just got to have stimulation. You've got to, and you, and one of the other quotes from this, from this chapter on page 86, it says, never underestimate the importance of small things. Mm -hmm. And that was regarding that safe place of the library. Don't mm -hmm. ever, small things are what make a life. Mm -hmm. And so never underestimate those. And if you find yourself swimming in a fishbowl, do something around and around and around do something different do something even different. if it's a small thing take Maybe. a break one of my favorite things take a break watch a movie if you don't watch movies during the week watch one during the week yeah and one of the things like thinking about this is if if you get in a rut and you're feeling something call a friend you haven't talked to in a really long time mm -hmm. And just say, hey, what's going on in your life? You know, sometimes those those little moments, those little small things can change your day. Oh, absolutely. So this this book's making all of us grow. We're seeing Nora's growth and we're learning so much from it, I think. And, you know, diving more into our emotions and how we feel throughout the day and things we might regret that you know probably she, and she talked about how she um, misplaced her regrets for Dan you know that that was a misplacement that's not a regret you know that we can do that we can misplace yeah. regrets and think about our choices that have led us to where we are today yeah so we're so happy that you have joined us for our first episode of the midnight library we're so excited for this book um this book is a little shorter so it'll only be three episodes not four like where the crawdads sing um but please share with your friends maybe where the crawdads was not their kind of book but maybe this is one of their books so share with your friends um lead them to our podcast is on all podcast platforms and we're so happy you are here to open a book open a bottle and open our minds. All right. Thank you. Thank you.